in three to six months, people were coming to me and they were growing their businesses two to five to 10 times what they were before they were working with me. And not only that, they were cutting down their hours to like 25, 20 hours a week or less. Hello, welcome to the Fulfillionaire podcast. My name is Carly and I'm a business coach and creator of the Midas Academy. My clients and I pride ourselves on doing life and business very differently. We are breaking all of the rules as we build our life-changing businesses. We're in pursuit of fulfillment and wealth in every single area of our lives because this is what it means to be a Fulfillionaire. And this podcast is your invitation to join us. So pull up a seat, pour yourself a drink, and let's dive in. Well, hello. Welcome to the very first episode of the Fulfillionaire podcast. My name is Carly. I'm so excited that you're here. This podcast has been a long time in the works for my team and I. And I'm really excited because this podcast feels like the stepping into of the next stage of our brand. So the brand being this idea of becoming a fulfillionaire. And in this exact episode, I'm going to unpack a little bit of my journey from how I started my business right up into this point where we have this real clarity on where we're going, our mission ahead of us. And what it actually means to be a fulfillionaire and what does that involve? What does that look like? And why is that something that I believe we should all be centering more in terms of our goals? So let's start from the very beginning. (laughs) Well, maybe not the very beginning, but very close to it. So in 2017, I had just finished my master's in psychology. I'd finished writing my thesis. I had written my thesis on occupational burnout because this was something that I saw going on around me like wildfire when I was in my old job. I used to work as a behavior consultant um, for children with um, extreme behavioral and learning difficulties. So that was my job. And I spent 10 years uh, studying and working in the field of psychology before it got to a point where I really stood back and looked at my life and where it was going and how I was feeling about the trajectory of my my professional life and how that was impacting the rest of my life because of course we don't have you know we don't our, we don't live our lives in isolation we have we have all of these different interplaying parts of our identity and our lives that that feed into one another and I looked at where I was going. I looked down the barrel of working 48 weeks in the year to take four weeks off, usually at the choice of my employer when that would be. I looked down the barrel of building someone else's wealth. I looked down the barrel of trading my freedom for their freedom. And I looked down the barrel of working every single day for the rest of my life until retirement and that that would be the time that I got to experience that freedom and do the things that I truly wanted to do and I couldn't stand for it 
I refuse to accept that this idea of what we have been told is normal for most people and that that is the thing that we pursue. I refused to accept that that was going to be my life. And so armed with this decision, armed with this fire, I went, well, what do I do instead? (laughs) What are the other opportunities? I had never thought about running my own business because that honestly wasn't really ever sold to me as an option. Running a business was something that you did if you had a product or you produced something or it wasn't really something that you did in terms of offering a service or trading your value for money or um, leveraging your income, which is exactly what I do now. I would never have thought that this is where I would get to. But I had a hint of where I wanted to go and I knew that I still deeply, deeply wanted to impact people's lives. And I could see that the work that I was doing both in my role, working with my team, I could see that the work that I had done throughout my master's thesis, I could see that there was there was hope for helping people change their relationship with what's been expected of them to change their pathway and their trajectory of how they expect life is going to be to help them to see that there is light at the end of the tunnel pardon the cliche and for them to really take back control and ownership of where their life was going and I could see that and I could see that I had a skill set in helping people work through that um And I knew that there was something I could do. It was just a question of how on earth would I do that? And at that point in time, coaching was not the industry that it is today. It was unusual to hear about coaches. When I started pursuing or even thinking about the idea of coaching, I remember taking this idea to my workplace and sharing it with some of the girls that I was very close with, that I worked with. And just this lack of understanding because it wasn't a known thing. People didn't do it. Personal development wasn't really a thing back then. And coming from the, coming from a psychology background where we're taught, you know, you must be trained, you must follow the science, you must, you must, you must, you must tick all of these very professional boxes in terms of your training. It was actually looked down upon to become a coach. So I do remember coming up against a lot of shame with myself and and battling telling people that this is what I wanted to do. And one night it just became too much. I remember it had been an incredibly hard day at work and I just thought I can't do this forever. And so I walked into the cat into the lounge room I sat down on this exact couch. It was in Melbourne. We now live in Wanaka, New Zealand. I sat down on this couch and I said to my husband, I think I muted the TV. I said to my husband, who was then my partner, my fiance, I said, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to become a coach. And he was like, okay, (laughs) what does that mean? I was like, I don't actually know but I'm going to do it. And so I went and Googled become a coach. (laughs) I think that was exactly what I, what I actually wrote. 
and of course I followed the first ad that popped up. I applied to enroll in the school that it led me to. I had a phone call the next day. I slept on the information that I had and I think two days later I was enrolled at a coaching school. And that decision, that moment in time, completely changed the trajectory of my life, as you know, if you're listening to this. And I look back on that moment in time, and my husband Matt and I have often talked about that that moment that I sat down on the couch, and we often look back on that time and we were like, wow, imagine if that didn't happen. Imagine what our life would be if that didn't happen. Imagine where we would be right now. And I actually can't even bear to think about it because... Like it's just, it's too, it's too much. It's one of those sliding doors moments, right? Like where everything shifted. And so I set out on this pathway and it definitely wasn't easy. I juggled working full time, trying to learn how to coach, learning what this new modality was, starting to learn like what it meant to run a business. Social media started becoming this thing that wasn't just a place where I posted cute status updates (laughs) because back then that was what Facebook was. I started looking at, you know, learning how to write social media posts. I remember going to my very first, um, enrolling in my very first like sales training weekend. Um, I remember hiring my first business coach. All of these are stories that you'll probably hear me talk about at some point on this podcast, all of the lessons that came through them. But Along the way, because I didn't start out as a business coach, I didn't start out working directly with this idea of fulfillment. This is all an idea that has grown and developed as I have learned what really lights me up to do. And where I started was actually I started positioning myself as a coach for people who were experiencing extreme burnout. And I started also at the same time consulting and training um, leaders and staff on occupational well-being. I started really using all of those skills that I had developed over years and years of both living it, applying it and studying it. And that was where my business started. And at one point it was, I believe it was October 2018 about six months after I started being in my business, was it, was it, time has gone funny for me, was it 2018, 2019, 2018, six months after I started my business, that I looked at, that I went all full-time in my business, I should say, that I looked at all of my clients and I looked at what I was helping them do And every single one of my clients, bar one, had, in the time that we were working together, started building a business on the side of their job because they had worked through their burnout. They had brought themselves back to what was important to them. And because of that, they had made this decision that they didn't want to be in a job full time. They wanted to make an impact the way that they wanted to make an impact. They wanted to build freedom the way that I wanted to build freedom. They were a few steps behind me on this pathway that I had taken only 18 months beforehand. And so I realized that inadvertently, I had become someone who coached business owners. And that was too early for me then to identify with calling myself a business coach per se. 
but I started realizing that. And so I then grappled with this idea of like, but I didn't start out to become a business coach. Um, but it was what I was incredibly talented at. Business just came quite naturally to me. Um, selling became quite natural to me. It all just, the thinking, the visioning, the the, the extrapolating out the, the mission, it all came very naturally to me. And so over the next sort of six months, I really grappled with like, am I a business coach? What am I doing? Do I, do I work with millennials around finding... It was very confusing <laughs> for about six months. And then I finally landed on really owning the, the identity as a business coach, really started marketing that, really started looking at that. And over the next sort of 12 months, I really noticed that not only did I have a gift for business, I had a gift for simple business. I had a gift for simplifying what everybody else was overcomplicating. I had a gift for looking at people's businesses and, and finding the efficiencies and the inefficiencies and looking at how they could improve and, and work far less. And also at the same time, be doing all of the very deep transformational work, which is the work that lights me up the most which is truly the work around, you know, breaking down the conditioning around how much we have to work and how, how much our sense of self-worth is tied to how hard we work and how much we work and how much we stress ourselves out and how much we martyr ourselves. And these two things became just this beautiful match made in heaven that not only were my business, were my co were my clients growing their businesses at a rate of, I mean, it's really hard to put a number on it, but in three to six months, people were coming to me and they were growing their businesses two to five to 10 times what they were before they were working with me. And not only that, they were cutting down their hours to like 25, 20 hours a week or less, really simplifying and having all of this time and freedom to be exploring the life that they wanted to live when they very first started their business. And this became really apparent that this was just like naturally becoming a part of my brand and how I positioned myself. And at the start of 2020, I had a very in-depth, deep, incredible, transformative conversation with my friend and peer and um, client. We've had a number of different forms of our relationship over the years. Um, her name is Phoebe. You guys are probably familiar with her. She really helped me unpack this idea that not only was I just here to just coach business owners, I was here to help business owners create this deep, true, lasting sense of fulfillment in their lives. Um, and we really coined this idea of the, fulfill uh, the fulfillment code, which I've kind of played with over the, over the last year or so, but it's really transformed in the last six months into this idea of being a fulfillionaire. And really, this is what I do now. I take entrepreneurs and I turn them into pavilionaires through our work together. And that didn't that didn't come clearly. Like that didn't that didn't come obviously to me. Like I played with the idea of having a framework and and really trying to distill this down into a code. And what I have learned over the last what has it been now since we had that conversation? two years since we first had that conversation, Phoebe and I, 
it's become like it's mo- it's transformed from me trying to distill it into a code and me trying to be very scientific about it, which is my background coming out, like my background in science and and research coming out, and really me moving away from trying to make it this code that people have to follow to become fulfilled, and into this very natural, self-led, no cookie cutter. <sighs> pathway for every single person to experiment with their idea of what it means to be fulfilled in their life to have a wealth of fulfillment across every single area of their lives and to me that is what being a fulfillionaire is it's being wealthy in every area of your life and if I can distill it down to one thing that is what it is to me And that looks different for every single person. So of course there's no code. Of course there's no one pathway because every single one of us is so different. And to try and put it into a code would be to rob somebody of the nuances and the depths and the free-flowing experience that is this pathway to becoming a fulfillionaire. Would I consider myself a fulfillionaire right now? That's the other thing. Is like I don't believe it's this cut and dried one moment that we get to the space of feeling like we have become fulfilled and wealthy in every area of our lives because as we grow and evolve we see the next level we see the next layer we see the next opportunity so I don't think that it is something that we get to something that we achieve this idea of being a fulfillionaire I believe that it's a pathway that we embark upon I believe that it is something that we continue to be on and we continue to choose to be on. So right now, if you're here and you're listening and you love this idea of of following this pathway to resonating with and identifying as a fulfillionaire, I think what the message is I want you to take away is that you get to choose that now. You get to choose to be a fulfillionaire now And that means that you are someone who is embarking on embodying this depth of wealth in every area of your life from now on. And I think that's the joy of it. And I think that so often we think that getting to a particular place is going to make us feel something that we don't feel right now. And that's exactly what I don't want for this movement. I want this movement for humans all around the world to associate with being a fulfillionaire now. And that means that we choose to take on this identity and we choose to take on this journey and we choose to expand into everything that that means in every moment of of our lives for the rest of our lives. And yes, we will feel more and more deeply fulfilled on that pathway, but there's no one moment that the light bulb goes off and you can identify as a fulfillionaire, you have to choose that. And by choosing that identity now, that's when the journey truly actually starts. Because when we choose an identity or when we step into an identity, everything else shifts. Identity level change is the deepest form of change that we can create in our human bodies and our human awareness. So when we change our identities, our beliefs start to change, our values start to change, we become more aligned with the values that we already hold. We let go of the values that were possibly rooted in fear and lack 
and voids when we were younger. We choose the behaviours and the habits and the skills that align us to that identity. We don't go about it the other way around by changing our behaviour and changing our beliefs and changing our values first. We choose the identity and everything else follows. So welcome to being a Fulfillionaire. You've made it. You're here. Thank you so much for being here on this journey with me. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Over over these episodes, we're going to unpack what this experiment has been like for me and for my clients and for, for you, for you who is here on this movement with me. I want this podcast to be a place where we share our learnings and we share our and we share what we have learned upon this way together and we learn from one another. Like I say, all of our experiences are different and that's beautiful and we have so much to learn from one another. And I want this to be, I want this to become a worldwide movement, that the standard of life is that you become a fulfillionaire, that you choose to be a fulfillionaire, and that is more important than just chasing the money, than chasing the things that you think will fill the gap within you, because part of this journey of becoming a fulfillionaire is healing all of those things within you healing the conditioning that you've grown up with, that you think you have to be someone that you're not in order to be successful in this lifetime and really shedding all of that, finding out who you are so that in those moments where you're not actively achieving something, when you're not actively doing something, when you're not mindlessly doing, that you can sit with yourself And you can feel this sense of peace and wholeness and completeness within yourself. And that then whatever you decide to pursue or create or experience from that place comes from a place of, I'm already enough. I'm already worthy. I already love myself deeply. I'm already whole. And I believe that the pursuit of Anything external from this place becomes far more meaningful, becomes far easier, becomes far more normal to us, becomes natural to us, because anything we seek is from a place of wholeness. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for being here right at the very start of this podcast journey. We have some very incredibly exciting, exciting things in the works for you as we build this Fulfillionia brand and movement. We have, shall I tell you? Shall I announce this right now? I think I will. We have a book. We have merchandise. Very, very cool merchandise. We have... A collective, which is a membership for you to embark on this journey with us. And so many things that are still just visions in my mind that will one day become reality and then I'll be able to tell you about them. But in the next few months, this is what you can experience. You can experience and you can expect the podcast. You can experience and expect 
the collective, the membership, and the merchandise, and at some point this year, the book. So yay for you being here. Um, If you've loved this episode, please go ahead and share it to your socials. Take a little screenshot of your um, of the podcast right now on your phone upload it to your stories and tag me tag me tag me tag me so you can tag both of our accounts so one of our accounts is the fulfillionaire make sure you're following it and the other account is the Midas Academy because that's the business and company that the fulfillionaire brand sits within so tag me on both or either of those accounts and I'll be sure to share it to our stories and we can really get this message and this mission out there I love you (laughs) thank you so much for being here I've had such a joy bringing to you this first episode I'll see you on the next one much love to you